down. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. My name is David Vignola, your gracious and humble host. This week, the topic is the five secrets of great mixing engineers. Five secrets of great mixing engineers. I'm going to give you five secrets to what makes a mixing engineer turn out great mixes. And hopefully you'll start employing some of these, if not all of them, into your mixing workflow. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So please make sure you like, subscribe, and share this podcast with others. And also stick around to the end of the episode because I'm going to give you a couple of free gifts to help you with your music production in your home studio. So now let's sit back and talk about five secrets of great mixing engineers right here on the Home Recording MadeEasy.com podcast. Wow. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Home Recording Made Easy.com podcast. Thanks so much for stopping in yet another week. We're at episode 29 today. We're coming up on the big 3-0. So 29 episodes. You guys have really seemed to enjoy the podcast. I get lots and lots of comments and having lots of people download the podcast on their favorite podcast listening platform, and I do appreciate it. But before we get started with this week's topic, five secrets of great mixing engineers. I want to make sure a couple of things. Number one, if you find this podcast helpful to you in any way, please make sure you give me a five-star review. Make sure you share, like, and tell others about this podcast. It really helps me. And the more that it helps me and the more active I see that you listeners are, the more episodes I will continue to create for you. And speaking of future episodes, I'd like to hear from you. Please send me an email at info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com and let me know what topics and podcast show ideas would you like to, for me to discuss. Do you have any ideas? We're coming up on 30 episodes now. Today's number 29. And I've given you a lot of information, but I really want to know and really want to hear from you. So if you wouldn't mind taking a moment, if you have some ideas or some thing that, things that you want to know about that I haven't already covered in the first 28 episodes, please send me an email. All the links and all the email addresses will be in the show notes below or on the YouTube channel in the comment section. So please do that. And as I always say, stick around to the end. So I'm going to give you a couple of free gifts. So let's talk about five secrets of great mixing engineers. So there's something that a lot of, you know, the greats, you know, the pros, the one, your most favorite mixing engineer, you know, who, no matter who it is, um, there's things that they do consistently among them. They all have kind of different, maybe approaches and stuff, but they all do these five things they do consistently and it makes them a great mixing engineer. And I want to share these little secrets or ideas with you. So the first secret to a great mixing engineer, so you have the ability to turn out great music is they listen to a lot of commercial music, meaning they listen to lots of music. Even guys who've been mixing for decades still love to listen to music in their off time. They're always listening to the newest and the latest and the greatest, all different styles of music, by the way, to see what's relevant, what's popular, what mixing techniques are, production techniques are relevant in today's time. So if you're trying to mix you know, do modern mixing for clients or even for yourself, for your own music, so it competes with music that's on the radio today, then you want to know, well, what does the music sound like today? So you need to listen to lots of different styles of music. They're an open book. I mean, some of the engineers that have been mixing for a long time, you know, the Andrew Sheps of the world and the Chris Lord Algies of the world and the Jack Joseph Puig's of the world and the Bob Clearmountains of the world, 
I've seen lots of interviews with them on YouTube where they talk about they still listen to music. Now, these have been guys that have been mixing since the 70s. And they've mixed some of the greatest records of all times, right? But they're always listening to what's popular today, what's the new, latest, and greatest thing. They don't let, them get, they don't let themselves get stale. They're constantly listening to music and learning and listening and figuring out, okay, what's popular today? You know, back in the 80s, you know, mixes sounded one way, lots of reverb, <laughs> you know? In the 90s, it was the exact opposite. Things got very dry, you know? Those kinds of things are important to making sure that your mixes can compete with today's sound, whatever that is, whatever style of music that you're going for. So if you're someone who's a home recording musician and you write country music and you want to compete with the country mixes that are on the radio, well, then you better listen to a lot of commercially released country music, right? Because you want to make your productions and your mixes sound like that. So the only way to know what it sounds like is to listen to lots of music. They listen as not only a fan, but as a student of mixing and engineering of music. So that's secret number one. Secret number two, I think I just mentioned it. <laughs> they mix, or they, they not only listen to a lot of different styles of music, but they also mix lots of different styles of music. Okay, now, now this isn't the case with everybody. Some are special specialty mixers, and sometimes, you know, there's specialty type people. But the, but the greats, they mix all different kinds of music. You know, again, the ones that I mentioned, the, the Andrew Sheps and the Chris Lord Algies and the um, Bob Clear Mountains and those folks and the Jack Joseph Puigs. And then those are just the ones that are some of my favorites. I know there's many, many other greats. They may be known for one kind of style of music, but they mix lots of styles of music. They're very well versed and versatile in mixing different style music because every style of music and every production has its own set of challenges and helps keep their skills sharpened as mixing engineers. So mixing lots of different styles of music is really important, especially when you're in the learning stage and in the training stage, although I guess you never stop learning and we never stop training uh, for our mixing. But if you're in the beginning or only within the first few years of your mixing journey, as it were, mixing lots of different styles of music is really going to help you excel your mixing skills very quickly, which is one of the reasons why I have our mixing membership website, MixingMadeEasy.net. It'll be in the comments or the show notes below. Go check out MixingMadeEasy.net. You're going to get tons of training on different styles of music to help sharpen your skills as a mixer. So that's secret number two. Secret number three is a big one, and this is a little bit more conceptually, but they develop their own signature sound. And you say, well, what does that mean, Dave? Well, a lot like a guitar player. Let's say like, you know, uh, Eddie Van Halen, the late Eddie Van Halen, right? When you heard, you didn't have to know it was him. You heard him play guitar on a record. You knew it was Van Halen instantly. He had his own sound, right? Slash, Jimmy Page, Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, the greats, some of the greats. I know there's others. B.B. King, right? When you hear these people, you knew right away, oh, I know who that is. They had their own sound. They had their own specific tweaked guitar to their specifications, their tweaked amps and their tweaked pedals to make their sound. And really, it's all on the hands, right? Most of the tone and the sound comes from the hands. But when you can develop your own sound as a mixing engineer, that could be very powerful, you know, like, or you may be known for something. Like, for example, Chris Lord Algae is known for having a very specific type of a drumming guitar sound. Big rock guitars, big rock drums. It's kind of his specialty. Not that he doesn't do everything great, because he does. <laughs> I love Chris Lord Algae, but 
he has a reputation for certain ways and certain kinds of styles of mixes. Now, a lot of that has to do with his gear and his workflow. A lot of the engineers that I just mentioned, especially someone like Chris Lord Algae, who only works out of one studio, his own studio, and it's been like that for at least a decade, where he mixes on an 80s SSL console. He has his own rack-mounted analog hardware that he's been using for decades, and all of that hardware has a very unique and specific sound to him. And the way he uses it and the way he's built his workflow and his signal flow is a huge, huge reason for how come he has a signature sound. This is one of the things I try to teach when we talk about mixing with analog style plugins. Hint, hint. You could buy that course at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. When if you use those kinds of plugins, you know that I talk a lot about you know, um, having an analog workflow in a, in a way to set up these plugins in a way where the sound of your mix is cohesive and has a certain specific sound, which is one of the reasons why I love to mix with channel strips. It's one of the reasons why I do it because it has that signature sound much, much like a Chris Lord algae does in the analog world, right? He's using an SSL console. Well, if I want an SSL sound, I'm putting an SSL channel strip across all my tracks and I'm also using a tape machine and I'm also using a handful of pieces of outboard gear to kind of emulate or mimic or copy that analog vibe and signal flow in the digital world. And when you do that and you come up with your own little tips and tricks as far as the way you make things sound a certain way, you will start to develop your own signature sounds. And then people will come to you because you have a specific sound in the way you mix certain styles of music. That's hugely important. Now that takes years and decades and sometimes to develop that and you'll do a little bit of progress along the way. It's not something you can just go purchase a plugin and now you have your own sig your own signature sound because unlike in the analog world where not many people have a real SSL console or a real Neve console or a real API console or a, a boatload of of old analog style gear. Not everybody has that. There are lots of people that have it, but as, as, as a percentage of overall people who are mixing today in the digital world, it's a very small percentage. But anybody can buy a plugin today. Anybody that can spend 100 to $300 can have the same SSL plugin, to, for, regardless of the manufacturer. So again, if we're all mixing with the same plugins, are all our mixes going to sound kind of the same? Well, yes and no. No, in the fact that, again, just like the guitar player, the sound is really in the hands. Well, in the engineer, a mixing engineer, the sound of having the SSL plugin is really in how you use it. And so that's another thing. Having the tool is one thing. Knowing how to use it effectively and uniquely to you and you only is something completely different that takes time to develop. Right. If you went over to Eric Clapton's house and you plug and you picked up his guitar and his amp and his pedal board and his rig, you're going to sound like you. You're not going to sound like Eric Clapton, even if you play Eric Clapton licks. Right. The tone will be the same, but the feel won't be the same. But if Eric Clapton came over your house and picked up your rig, no matter what it was, and played some of his classic Eric Clapton ricks, he would still sound like Eric Clapton, even though his amp is different, his guitar is different, his pedals are different. You see what I mean? It's the same thing for mixing engineers. Everyone listening to this to this podcast right now could all have the same set of plugins. And every time you guys, if I were to listen to all your mixes, all your mixes would sound different because it's how you use them. So having the tools is one thing. Having something specific and a, and, a, and a unique way of using them is how you develop your own sound. That's huge. And that's a huge secret of great mixing engineers. 
The other thing or the next secret that they have and that they, or they've had in their life and they may still have, and what you should absolutely have is they have a coach or a mentor at one point in their career. Again, I'm going to go back to Chris Lord Algae because he's one of my favorites, but his mentor and coach for decades was Bob Clearmount and it still is today. He looks at Bob Clearmount and is, is almost the Jesus Christ of mixing engineers. And I, you know, again, I don't mean to be religious here, you know, I'm being a little sarcastic, but he, he holds Bob in very high regard. He says publicly, self-admittingly, he's not bashful about it. He goes, I've copied my whole mixing style around Bob because he loved Bob Clearmount and sound of his records. And he took that and then he developed his own sound with it. So he was a, that was a, Bob was a mentor to, to, to Chris and probably still is today. Who is your mentor? Well, if you're listening to this podcast, hopefully it's good old Uncle Dave here because you're listening to the podcast. You've bought lots of my courses. But whether it's me or somebody else, you want to have a coach and a mentor with your home studio and with mixing in particular, right? Just flying blind on your own is great and you could do that. But having a coach or a mentor is actually much more preferable by far. Okay. So you need to have a coach. You need to have a mentor. That's another secret. Never stop learning from others, whether it's from me or from someone else. Okay. That's huge. And in number five, the thing that they do all the time. And the thing that I tell you to do all the time, if you want to get better at the craft of mixing is you need to practice and mix a lot of music. (laughs) I know we all have lives and most of you listening to this are not doing this as a profession like I am, but you're doing it as a hobby, just like learning an instrument. And I say this all the time, you are not going to get good at learning an instrument by only playing an instrument once in a while. Nobody's naturally that gifted, or at least most of us aren't, (laughs) right? Same thing with mixing. You're not going to get good if you don't mix a lot. Your goal should be a minimum of mix one song a week. That's four songs a month. What? Are you crazy? I don't have the time to do that. You don't. You don't have four to five hours a week in your home studio to where you can practice working on a song, mixing a song, taking a course, a mixing course. If you don't, well, how much time do you have? The more you mix, the more training you get, the more you practice, the better you will become. The professional mixing engineer that I've spoke about, these guys mixed thousands and thousands and thousands of records over the decades to the point where it's on autopilot. These guys are practicing every single day, every single day, right? That's how they're so good. They don't have better ears than you do. They don't have better intuition than you do. They're not more naturally talented than you are. They're not. They all started just like you, not knowing anything about what you're doing, and then you learn as you go. But the one thing that these professional mixing engineers do is they mix a lot of music. And so when you mix a lot of music and they practice a lot, it kind of goes back to point number two, mixing lots of different styles, but you got to mix a lot. The more you mix, the better you will become, which is one of the reasons why I have MixingMadeEasy.net. Hint, hint, plug, plug. (laughs) If you're not a member of MixingMadeEasy.net and you're into mixing, then you're making a mistake because we mix 12 songs a year together, one a month, and you get a a ton of personal one-on-one training and feedback, advice, and critiques from both me and the community members. You may want to check that out. But that's a secret. They do it a lot. It's like anything else in life. The more you want to do, the better you want to get, the more you need to do it. 
Okay, so those that's five. There's five secrets to being a great mixing engineer or five secrets of the greats. Again, in summary, they listen to a lot of music. They mix lots of different styles of music. They try to develop their own signature sound over time. They all have had a coach or a mentor at one time or another in their career, and they mix a lot of music and they practice by doing. Their practice may even be working on paid clients, that most of them are today, because they get paid all the time. They don't sit down and just practice for the sake of practicing, but they're doing paid client work. That's the practice. You do those five things on a consistent basis, even steadily for four to six months, and you are going to hear a world of difference between your mixes today and your mixes six months from now. Okay? And again, I know that from my members over at MixingMadeEasy.net. I say it all the time. Most of those guys, when they first came to me, 90% of them, their mixes were terrible. And I mean that lovingly. They were terrible. They should have been terrible. They don't know what they're doing. A year later, there's at least a handful. Everyone's mixes get better because I hear their mixes every month. But there's at least four or five of them now that I've said before publicly that I would absolutely recommend a client of mine to them to mix. Let's say I couldn't do it, my workload's too much, or I'm just out of their budget and they need to save a little bit of money, but they still want to get a really good quality mix. I would certainly, this for three or five guys, I could think of off the top of my head, I would have no problem sending a client to, and I know the mix is going to come back very good and very respectable. A year and a half ago, I couldn't have said that, made that statement. That's because they practice a lot. They have me as their coach and mentor. They're working on their own signature sounds. They get to mix lots of different styles of music because every month there's a different style of music I give them. Everything from rock to blues to country to reggae to rap to big band to jazz. Okay? And that's how they do it. So if you do those five things for six months, take one of your current mixes that you're working on, finish it up, put it aside. Employ these five secrets into your mixing workflow. And then six months from now, take a mix and A, B it compared to your mixes today and see how much better you get. You will be shocked when you're working closely with your music. You don't even realize how much better you're getting until all of a sudden you, you listen and go, oh my God, I can't believe how much better my mixes are today compared to what they were six months ago. If you do these five things, I guarantee you, guarantee you that your mixes will get better. And over time, you'll be mixing and turning out productions that sound like they could compete with anything on the radio, whether it's your own music and your own songs, or whether you're mixing for other people making money or a combination of both. Okay? So I hope this episode has helped you in some way and giving you a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of motivation to kind of change it up a little bit and kind of kick you in the butt a little bit to get better at the craft of mixing. So I want to give you a couple of free gifts, as I said earlier. First thing I want you to do, if this is your first time here, welcome to the Home Recording Made Easy com family. I want you to go to homerecordingmadeeasy.com and I want to give you a free mixing course. We're talking about mixing. There's a free mixing course worth 50 bucks right on the homepage. Click the orange button, have it delivered to your email box, and you can check out my style of teaching and have a little mixing mini course there to get your wet your appetite. And if you like that course and you like my style of teaching and you say, yeah, man, I want to use Dave as my, as my coach and my mentor. I think I can learn from him. I want to pick up a, one of his other training courses. I have a ton of training courses on the website for everything from recording, mixing, and mastering, EQ, compression, blah, 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 blah. And I want to give you a coupon code so you can get your first course at a discount. The coupon code is podcast30, podcast30 at checkout. We'll take 30% off any course on the website. Go check it out today.
Like I said at the beginning of the show, make sure that if you have any other podcast show topic ideas you want to send me, send it to me at info at homerecordingmadeeasy.com. I would greatly appreciate it. And also make sure you give me a five-star review, like, share, subscribe, all that happy stuff. Let people know about the homerecordingmadeeasy.com podcast. And until next week episode, I've been Dave with homerecordingmadeeasy.com and mixingmadeeasy.net. And I will see you and talk to you very, very soon. Take care, everybody.